0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: You're currently locked in to The Porch Podcast. It's your boy, B. Jones, AKA Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch, I can't pull up without my dog.
0: What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, AKA D-Nice, and you heard my guy Bolo just said, this is The Porch, welcome. How you doing today, brother?
1: Started. good good hey look god is good you already know we're gonna talk about god five seconds into the show
0: every single show now.
1: hey the, the show
0: don't feel right if we don't start off faking god the show just don't feel right
1: it, it's it's only right it's only right we here we bless clothes on my back roof over my head hey we Come good tuning in and we got another spe- special guest
0: another very Nothing. special guest so excited to, to have her on and, and learn about her story her journey and For our audio listeners, I don't want to keep y'all waiting, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce her to to the porch right now. This is a woman of many talents. Um, She's a a lawyer. She's a fitness influencer, IG influencer, and she throws down in the kitchen, if you didn't know that. Let them know. The one, the only, Asia Barnes. Welcome to the porch. Welcome.
1: Thank you.
2: I'm
0: happy to be here. here. So excited to, to have you on as well and just, learn more about you I, i've been following like your ig page for like a while now and i thought like you're a very interesting person you're very you come up with very independent you're very like um just like a hard worker very dedicated so I, I i'm really just curious and bolo as well just to learn more about just where that drive comes from and just learning more about your story so mm-hmm. um
2: whatever questions i have let's get into
0: it oh okay 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 <laughs> now you know what bolo i do i do want to switch it up a little bit before we dive into her story I think we should do our question of the day right off the bat. Ooh, I want to change things a up a little bit, Bolo. Let's do the question of the day right off the bat. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts now back to the porch
1: it's only right we keep this question going because we've had so many different uh responses to it so we got to just kick it off right so question of the day here is is it money over attractiveness or is it attractiveness over money because we've got a lot of different questions from men and women so we just want to pick your brain on this one is
2: is it Say it one
1: time. Okay, so is it is it money (laughs) over attractiveness, or is it attractiveness over money? So it's like butt ugly Joe, but he rolling in cash. But then here comes Idris Elba, or whoever you think is the most handsome man in the world, but he ain't got a dollar to his name.
2: So this is me personally um money just really isn't like a huge factor to me I've just never grown up like with that mindset of like you know money being like the highest priority I think money is great for um the freedom to do what you want right. but outside of that I don't I don't really value money itself um so I don't really value money and then attractiveness <laughs> is nice it's not always a plus <laughs> um, but there also has to be more involved. So I don't think that answered directly, but if I had to choose of the two, attractiveness. Money yeah, money's just that's I think like can... the
1: handsome guy. He's even a... though I, we even though we we have I've had her situations where people like, I can just give me a California king size bed, he can be over there, I can be over here, and I can just <laughs> do my thing. So
2: oh, <laughs> interesting. Know. That I don't know if that's how I would want to live, but <laughs> yeah.
0: facts, facts. I feel you on that one. Hey, to each his own, right? To each his own. No, I I like your answer, though, because it, there's so many factors, obviously, that goes into a realistic situation, like how they treat you, personality, drive, there's uh, so many factors. But it's, it's definitely interesting to hear our guest answers. Uh, we've heard some interesting responses the last couple of weeks with other guests as well, so. Oh, yeah,
2: those years, interesting.
0: Well, our last guest, I think uh, Hispanic Mommy is her name on Instagram. Um, She, she, cho- she chose money, right?
1: Uh, I think she was, She was. I think she ended up cho- choosing, uh, she kind of, it was like a on the on fence, fence
0: kind like,
1: of responses. It was like a two response where she was like, here's a situation where I would take a guy who has money and here's a situation as to, you know, why I would probably take a handsome guy. So she was on the fence with both. But then we had a guy on j one Guys just automatically assumed that it's like the money, you know, because mm-hmm. Some people think like attractiveness, you know, sometimes that wavers. If you're in a relationship for a long time, sometimes people ain't really looking at that and it's about what you can bring to the table.
3: Right. Okay.
0: <laughs> She's like, hey, tweet your zone. It's probably yeah. just, a, I think it's just a man's perspective. Like we just, you know, the old school mindset of having to, you know, lead the household, run the household, so to speak. You know, times have definitely changed where women are out here doing hustling exactly. and making bread and bringing their own money to where. Maybe you know there are more women out here who don't value money to the same extent anymore because they have it themselves too now. So, um, definitely good answer. But let's dive into you. Let's learn about you. So you're originally from the the DMV area, right? Yeah, I'm from Waldorf. Waldorf. Now explain to us and to the Porch fans, what what exactly like how was life like growing up in, in Waldorf?
2: how was life like growing up in Waldorf? Yes. So, I mean, it was cool for me. I, I liked it. It was, it was fine. I had, a, it offered a lot of stability, I would say, um, mm. where I lived. It's like, you're close to DC. You're basically in PG County at the same time. Baltimore is not too far. It's kind of like this, this epicenter for just like, you know, there's, there's so much around us right? and, um, I really am grateful for where I grew up and how I grew up because, um, it gave me a really great perspective on like black excellence. I feel, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a lot of other people from different States have different experiences, um, being a black person. And I was very fortunate enough to live somewhere where black excellence was celebrated and it was normal. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't like, I know, like, you know, if I grew up somewhere in like rural Kentucky or something like that may have been a different um, image growing up. But for me, it was like, I'm used to the state's attorneys and the judges and all these people like just doing amazing things. I'm used to seeing wealth and seeing black people associated with it. And so I'm always very, very grateful for where I come from, no matter how many jokes y'all make about Waldorf (laughs) being far. But yeah.
1: And that's real. I think I think that's that's important to highlight, you know, the things that you've experienced growing up, because, you know, social media is so big now to where like people, you know, our age can really honestly say they haven't really seen like images of people in that light until like now, because they can see it like on a TV screen or see it on social media. So being able to see it growing up, you know what I mean, is, is something that's I think very important. It's like one of those things where it's a snowball effect, because if you see it. And then you want to be it, and then you want to grow, and then next you know you'll have the people underneath you wanting to acquire and do the same things as you're doing. So then now you got that generational kind of consistency there, um, and that pattern that is you know something that you know as far as Black people that we need to continue to be consistent with it, like creating that gener- generational pattern of success. So that's that's beautiful because I grew up from I grew up in Chicago, so. You know, you don't, like you said, like you, you never really seen, you know, the black lawyers and like even on TV, like, you didn't you didn't see it as often. So, you know, when you did see somebody, you saw like you heard of somebody like Johnny Cochran and that was probably like the only person you really heard of. And then that was it. So.
0: Right. Right. That's a good point, man. And uh, a lot of times you say in those communities, it's what you see is is, is, oftentimes plays a role in in what you believe in. And that kind of leads to my next question. Like like, who inspired you? Like, was it multiple people, you know, I guess early on, or was there a particular person or group of people that inspired you to, to want to go this direction?
2: So there wasn't like any person or group of people that I looked at and was like, I love their path. I want to take this path too. Mm,
3: Right. Um,
2: But I would say that in terms of, what has been most influential in, in my career path and where I am has definitely just been my parents. Mm. Um, you know, good and bad. My parents are amazing people, super kind, super loving. Like I said, provided a very stable home for me. Um, but I grew up in a very, very, very strict household, uh, like mm. very militant. Um, so that kind of sparked my interest in the legal profession because it, it, it felt, like a lot of times, um, like I didn't have a voice for myself. And so I just really knew like at a very, very, very young age that like, I wanna do something where I can have a voice but then I can also be a voice for other people who are in similar situations. Mm. Um, So that also my parents um, were very, very, very uh, strict about excellence. I had to be excellent. Mm. It wasn't good enough to, to, set the bar or meet the bar like I had to be the bar like that's that's what it was um and my dad used to always tell me like he was like you are a black girl like you have to work twice as hard as everybody else to be seen as half as good as them yep. and looking back on it like I'm grateful for the wisdom but it's also like so sad to think that you had to tell like a five-year-old little girl like hmm. for the rest of her life she has to work twice as hard you know like right. hey, are we it's like it's needed because this is a society we live in, but at the same time, it's just like how think about how that impacts like young black minds. Um so that, and then my parents also, um they only have high school diplomas. Um, yeah. My mom like worked from home my whole life. My dad, like um, a mechanic, but they were extremely hard workers, extremely, mm-hmm. extremely hard. Um, you know, no no college degrees or anything of the sort, but worked. So that, you know, like we had multiple cars growing up, like we went on family vacations, we had experiences um, and they always like instilled in me like these little lessons, um, a lot of them pertaining to money and stuff like that. Like that's why I have these views because like that's just how I was raised.
3: Right
0: got you now that that's powerful it was kind of a follow-up question to just the way you were raised and you know i i was kind of raised you know similar as well where you i mean probably a lot of black people in, in the sense of that like you feel like you have to be two times better than the norm just to be you know uh, uh successful and just to make it but did that pressure ever like you know i like guess bother you at any point in your life though or, or did it feel like pressure at any point of your life
2: um so it was like it started when i was really 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 young like they, it wasn't like a oh i was in third grade and they told me i need to be the best like this was like like inception <laughs> <laughs> yes. so i i remember um being like a little kid and i would get a b like on an assignment we hand back grades and as soon as I would see the B, I would just start sobbing. Mm. Like I would, I would be at the teacher's desk, like during lunch. Like, can you play? Like, is there any extra credit? Is there anything I can do? And it was from like this very real fear, uh, fear of feeling like I failed, and mm. feeling like I failed my parents. And um, I'm I'm really deep into therapy and self work and stuff mm. now. So I'm I'm unmasking how it's impacted me. Um, like now but back then it was kind of just like a get through it on to the next thing like just I, I just need to get through i mean i just need right. to graduate i just need to get to college i just need to get to law school so um i'm sitting with it now to answer your question
1: got you got you now uh like you you said something earlier that 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 kind of stuck with me obviously you you were saying that like your parents were especially your father were kind of hitting that that message home to you since you were five years old, right? So fast forward to, you know, 2022, you know, uh, Darnell had alluded earlier that like women are getting it now. Women have businesses. We have a vice president uh, who is a black woman now. So, I mean, they're they're accomplishing a lot. Do you think like fast forward now, you know, in 2022, is that same message still important for like that five-year-old now as it was important for you um, way back then?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um. Ooh, I don't know if y'all did, Were y'all ready to have me on the porch podcast? This is the porch. Oh, yeah. right? we,
0: come, yeah, on, no, now. come
2: on, talk about. to get my
0: Come on, please hey. relax. Hey, keep it real. <laughs> That's what we want.
2: So, back in, you know, like. 2003 you know a five-year-old in 2003 compared to a five-year-old now in 2022 is experiencing the same if not worse discrimination Mm. and and racial bias and racism in the world the biggest thing i hope that people listening take from today um, is that racism slavery bias um prejudice these things don't cease they don't stop it's not like we had it Ooh, we thought about it. We don't have it no more. Mm-hmm. It, it starts and then it'll go for as long as it can go until someone has enough sense to say, hey, maybe we should stop this a little bit. They pump the brakes, but they just change systems. It's like reincarnation, if you will, for systems of slavery. We went from mm-hmm. um, actually being you know, chained and bonded and, and, and enslaved to just open and outright segregation to, okay, we put that to the side, but now we're just going to take all the black people and put them in prisons. We're going to take mm-hmm. all the fathers. We're going to take, we are really going to dismantle the black family. I sound like Dr. Umar, this is so crazy. But-
0: <laughs> are you preaching now, yeah. you keeping it real. I
2: like it. It's, it's, I, I just, the biggest thing is like, these things don't stop. And then you also need to think that, when America was founded, America, this country was founded <laughs> on slavery. It was built from slavery. Um, it The co- colonization in itself is the taking from people who rightly own. So mm. it's, it's like the systems that were in place when we were enslaved are the same systems that are here today. Banking, finance, housing, healthcare, care, mm. uh, prison, all of these systems had... Um, had slave ties, but then also like racist and prejudicial um, roots. You got to think foundation of a system. The foundation, the core, the structure right. that doesn't change when you introduce bias training. That doesn't change when you have diversity and inclusion programs. And we put a couple black people on some pamphlets, and we say that everyone's welcome. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop. It keeps going. But then. You, the, your oppressors, the white majority, white supremacy, is going to do everything in their power to make it seem like it's in the past. I don't see color. I'm colorblind. There's no such thing as color. All mm. oh, my friends are black. It's fine. You don't even know. Like you, you weren't even alive back then. That's like not even relevant. We've made so much progress. When in reality, they're just keeping you know black people um, supplied with basic needs. Very, very basic. Um, things that are owed to them, and then it's like, okay, well, if we can keep them satisfied with these little things, they won't think about, you know, the bigger things, That's Mm -hmm. that's why you end up with Black people that will sit here and make supportive statements about Trump, because he gave out PPP loans, and he, he sent, he sent checks to the hood, and my, my cousins was able to eat, and that's great, that's great, but that's what your government owes you, that's, that's bare what the government should the, your government should function not to police and control, but to support its people, Provide its facts. or exactly it's it's order of people. So it's like okay, but they're so excited because it's like oh my god, I got I got two hundred dollars mail. I didn't get nothing when Obama was in in office, but they're stuck on right. that two hundred dollar check. They're missing the fact that Trump and his people are putting in place in in the Supreme Court. They're putting they their type of people in these positions of power that are going to be there, leaving a legacy. Trump was there for four years, but his Supreme Court justices will be there until they die. And these are the people that are making decisions to take mm-hmm. away the right to choose and take away the right to marry and take away all these rights that we have. These are the people that are saying black history, true oppression, that the truth of what we went through shouldn't be taught in schools because that's divisive and that that's going to make the
0: white kids feel bad
2: I i don't know if we can cuss on here but
3: yes you can yes.
0: Like, <laughs> we, we, we want you to cuss
2: <laughs> like i just like it's it, it, it's insane like if you really step back and think about it these people kidnapped us took us brought us here against our will enslaved us um uh, raped and killed and 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 tortured for years and years and years treated us as less than animals. And then once they had their country built and once you know they we they couldn't make money off our labor anymore, then they're here treating us terribly through their systems, their policies, their laws, their legislation. And it's like, we, we didn't even ask to be here. That, that's what blows my mind the most. We didn't ask to be here. And then you hate and you criminalize being black in America when you took us and brought us here. It's just, it's very crazy. Wow. It's very crazy to me.
0: Hey, Bolo, Asia is preaching right now. I didn't,
3: yeah.
0: I just want to sit back and just listen. Like, I'm smart yeah. enough to, to know what I don't know. And I like to, when, when someone smarter than me comes in the room, I sit back and I listen. And, and she's soak really man.
1: Soak up the game. I mean, look, even our listeners. I mean, I know my listeners, we soaking up game right now. Like, and like you said, like, it, it, the biggest thing that, that you said that, that resonated with me the most is like, They'll go ahead and throw a couple things out and then we'll be satisfied. We'll sit back for maybe a decade or a couple decades and then right. until something drastic happens. And then now we'll fight for something again and then, okay, take a little bit of that and then we'll sit back and then a couple decades. Then it's that constant cycle because they keep dangling the carrot and showing us, okay, you'll get this, get get you a little piece of the carrot, but you ain't going to get the whole carrot though.
0: I think when you're so used to like not having anything, like the bare minimum will suffice. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's the mindset, unfortunately, for so many black people. I mean, I feel like so many of us have the same stories, you know, grow up in the hood, didn't have much on food stamps. Daddy wasn't in the house for whatever reason it was single, you know, mama home, you know, as a man, a young, especially a black man, you grow up, you got to take, you want to take care of mama, no way out. And it, it, you hear, I feel like it's the same exact story so many times. And and listen, I'm not making an excuse. In some cases we have to take, you know, some ownership for some decisions, of course, I'm not trying to put it all away from us, but like Asia just got done saying, like a lot of it is due to the systems that are already put into place for us to fail. So I guess my question then for you, Asia, is how, how do we, and I know what this is a, it's not a simple answer but how do we i guess continue to work to to to, to better this situation and, and to to get out of this
3: okay
0: i know um, that's a that's so that's a nuanced response <laughs> i know so
2: <laughs> it's a big question that i feel like has a, a few different answers honestly um and it's something that i'm still grappling with so like what right. i do with like my work and stuff like perspectives change you know like you read more they should change the more you read the more you learn right so right now i'm kind of in this weird space of of feeling like sometimes i feel like it's not going to change and it can't change um that's where i'm between i'm between that and then trying to figure out a way to to create a system where this doesn't like you know we don't want the prison systems but we we need to have something right so it's like okay yes we abolish that but then what and that's a really big question, like you said. Um, I think first and foremost, resources—having resources and opportunity—is the the dividing factor. That's the only difference between you know white people and then people of color. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: a lot. You think about crime, even in the abstract. Why do people com- commit crime? I mean, like you can you can argue that some people are just inherently evil. That's an idea. But then you can also think that crime is really out of necessity a lot of the times it's um you know so many young teens here like in 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 the Baltimore area like will get arrested for like carjacking and theft robbery like stealing those types of things like okay was he right no he wasn't right but why was he taking what did he take um what different factors in his life made him feel like this was the right way to go sometimes it could be as, as small as um, you know, I really just wanted a new pair of shoes. I don't got no shoes. And I'm in high school and I don't want to be teased about having old ass feelers or something that nobody wear. Right. Or, um, you know, mom is a single mom with four kids that works two jobs and is a night nurse and she can't make it. She's also not around very often. So what type of guidance and direction am I getting? My dad's not around because the system <laughs> put him in in the prison system. Um, and then it's just like, okay, so these kids are left to their own devices a lot of the time. People mm-hmm. being left to their own devices, people choosing survival. I feel like that's 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 a big thing. Um, when you think about cities and why certain cities have more crime than others. So if you think about like Baltimore, um New York, parts of Florida, Chicago, and stuff like that, um, you have to think there's a lack of resource and opportunity. So when there is a lack of something, it's survival of the fittest. People who act in survival are gonna act and make decisions that are very different from someone that acts in opportunity and acts in resource. You don't have to make those hard choices because you have other options. But then we criminalize people not having options, not having resources, going to schools where books and things aren't updated, there's lead in the water, I I sat with some kids once and I asked, what is the, what is your favorite thing about your neighborhood? And they had nothing to say. Wow. It was to the point where I was just, I had not even prepared for something like that coming from Waldorf. There's a lot of things I can say about my neighborhood clearly that I liked, but I asked the kids and they had nothing. And I'm like, not even like a basketball court, like something, just something that, you know, makes you smile when you go go home nothing and so it's it's just it's frustrating for me when people have so many thoughts about the prison system and have so many thoughts about crime and we look at people as like oh they deserve to be in there oh like they're they're just inherently bad do away with them and it's just like you cause the problem and you're punishing people for you know just being products of their environment um please remind me what
0: the initial question was i'm so nah, sorry no that 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 was listen listen I, I love it like um i got a separate question now though based upon that so let me ask you this you're someone who obviously a, a woman is a woman of color a woman and a woman of color a, a, a color you know what i mean so that's the, that's two minorities being a woman and a black woman what what was different about you like meaning that you have had a ton of success mm-hmm. to this point in your life right with the systems being the way they are, you still found a way to penetrate through that and still reach a ton of success.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How can we have more people like you? And I'm not trying to put you like you on a pedestal. I know we you know none of us are perfect, but I'm just saying like you are a good example of someone who's been able to reach high levels of success despite the odds against you. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have more of us like that? What's your opinion on that?
2: The answer is opportunities and resources still. Mm. Um, So how I look at it is think about it in terms of like a set of spoons. Everyone has their own set of spoons. Right. Um, Everyone's set of spoons is different. You may have five spoons. I may have 20 spoons. Bolo may have uh, seven spoons, but they're like diamond encrusted or something, you know, who knows. Right. But everyone's spoons are different. So when it comes time to do something the capacity that you have to do something is going to be different because your resources are different. You can only work with what you have. You only have a set of spoons. So I think about it a lot in terms of law school as well. Like there are people that get up every day and they're married and they have four kids and they're in law school and they, they finish everything on time and they get straight A's and it's amazing. And then there's me who is exhausted and tired and struggling just a little bit right. <laughs>
3: um,
2: but we have different sets of spoons she might have a husband that watches the kids and people that cook for her and and wealth to to get a private tutor whereas I live by myself I handle things by myself that doesn't mean that I'm not as capable it doesn't mean that I don't have the same driver tenacity. But if I start here and she's starting here and we're going at 10, it's not going to equal no matter how far we go. Right. And Thanks. so it's so frustrating when people make this argument like, ugh like they're lazy they're stupid they don't know stuff there are plenty of people from the hood that make it out and do great look at little baby look look at whatever the case may be and it's just like just because one person was exceptional beyond the circumstances does not mean that everyone else has the capacity the drive the the resources to do so like it's like you know you start a race someone can start the race fully refreshed, eight hours of sleep, you might've started the race, hadn't slept in three days, didn't mm. eat, ain't not have protein in two months. Like it's very different. And so to say that just because one person can do it, everyone else can do it, I think is, is a fairly ignorant mindset because it just completely disregards the different things that people go through especially with mental health especially with all these other factors no two lives are the same you cannot expect two people to do the same things sometimes even with the same resources
0: damn that's real that's real and the reason i brought that question up because i i like she eloquently just stated a lot of people you know, make those comments, you know, you see so-and-so, look at Jay-Z, you know, they, they take the, the the most successful black person they can think of and use them as like the the example of to why we all should be able to do it. But like you just said, I mean, resources, circumstances, like everybody's life is totally different. No two lives are the same. So- Man, that's real. She preaching, Bolo. I know we keep saying it. But man, like this, this, this might be one of my favorite episodes already. We ain't even done yet. Look out, out the gate. We look, we we ain't
1: even into the meat of the, uh, of the conversation yet. This right. is just the beginning. So, so obviously, you know, you know, being being a lawyer and you got people that's walking those same that same trail and blazing that same path as, as you are right now, I guess, what, are, what is like your advice for people who are like going in that same direction and may experience different, different you know, circumstances and have a different set of spoons, like you said, right? What's that advice that you would give that person who needs to get to, you know, that finish
3: line?
2: So, I would tell that person it's hard because like when I have to frame it a certain way like the idea of giving advice to someone is a little bit different difficult so I try to think about it as like what would I tell me Mm. so what would I tell first year law student Asia Um, to keep going Uh, I, I firmly believe that Whatever you know God has ordained for you, your steps were ordered before you got here. So Ooh. what's for you is for you, regardless of you know what may try to stop you. So despite how you know bleak it may look or how you know it, inadequate you may feel in this moment, just understand that there's like glory on the other side of it. And all you have to do is get to the other side of it. Um I'm in my third year now, and I'm just now understanding how it all works, to be honest. Um, I I went through some really rough stuff, like my first, like my year and a half, first two years. And so now that I'm in a place where I can like fully conceptualize everything, like law school, honestly, it it comes off as like, one of my professors told me, it's like, it's just one big haze is really all it
3: is.
2: Mm. I'm learning it's not about who's the smartest in the room. It's not about, you know, you knowing it all because that's impossible. Some people may, you know, get real close, but it's it's not how talented you are more than it is how prepared you are. Mm. Um, So, you know, you it may take you a little longer to come up with these arguments and these conclusions and do your full analysis. Some people are just gonna off the bat, they just, you know, woke up thinking about stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that you can't do it it doesn't mean you're not an effective lawyer it doesn't mean you're not good at this or that you don't have what it takes it just means that maybe you need to sit down a little bit earlier and get that done or maybe you need to put in some extra time I spend I don't like I don't know if y'all see it on my story but I will go into the school and library Mm -hmm. and I will be I have 12 hour days every day
0: i saw i think you had like a whiteboard if i'm not mistaken it was completely just filled up with notes and i'm like man she is grinding right
2: if i had a whiteboard at home like a industrial size whiteboard i would not leave but (laughs) i don't so i have to go to the school um and it's just like that's what it 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 has to it has to be done and i think i spent so long looking at law school it's like why is this so hard oh my goodness Mm. like no matter what, I just can't do it. When in reality, it was just, it's just how you frame it. Like this is a professional degree. I can't do what I did in college and expect, expect to to have the same results here because it's not the same level. And I also, I think about Kobe a lot with this
3: mm. uh,
2: and just his mentality, you know, like yes. late, early mornings. And it's like, the Kobe is the, the professional equivalent in, in, in sports, like in basketball, as a professional in the legal field, I need to be a professional that like, I guess I've always looked at it as like professional meaning like, you know, corporate, whereas professional just means you are the top of this industry. You,
3: you,
2: You need to know it. So when I started looking at it, like, like less like college and more like I need to be the Kobe of, of law school, <laughs> right? It, it, it really changed my perspective. Like I do need to be putting in these hours. I do need to be here every day and, and sometimes not sleeping just for the right now, because I want to be a professional and I want to, to if I'm going to be tasked with solving problems in the world and and people entrusting me with their lives and things like I need to, to at least give it Kobe effort at the very least. <laughs>
0: you're a minimum shout shout out to that's my that's my goat bottle everybody knows me side note y'all know I'm
3: huge Kobe
0: guy RIP to my goat so I think that was a great comparison right there man that mama mentality using that taking that into whatever field field you're in um one thing I did want to touch on before before we move forward is you mentioned that your first you know year year and a half was was pretty tough and you don't have to go into specific details but was there ever a point in which you were thinking about like like giving up or just moving on in switching directions.
2: Let me tell y'all, it wasn't even a, a choice at a, a couple points of my law My law school journey has been so just non-ordinary and just very tumultuous, to be honest. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I will share with y'all cause I've shared before. All I, right. um, uh, I experienced domestic violence my first year and a half of law school. Mm-hmm. Um, my first year of law school was on Zoom. It was it was pandemic, um, mm. pandemic at law school. So that's
0: nearly impossible. Like I mean, not it's, to it's, cut you off, but like <laughs> <laughs> how do you do like law school is already hard as hell anyway, and then you're doing it virtually. That's but exactly. continue. I'm <laughs> um,
2: but then that also means like I was living in isolation with my abuser, and I was mm. also in law school at the same time. So it um. It was really hard. It was really hard. It got to a point. I was also like severely depressed and um, suffering from anxiety, but I just didn't realize it at the time because it just felt normal. It felt like my usual. So, um, with that, it was to the point where like I would wake up and I would have just enough energy, just enough capacity, just enough spoons to log in on Zoom and sit here, camera off, and and log out at the end of the day. And that's all I could give it, because that's mm. all I could do. Um, and so my my grades showed it. Um, and that's when I kind of first started realizing like, okay, something's off. Mind you, I graduated college with a 4.0 cumulative. So I've, I've never earned anything other than a B, I mean, other than an A yeah. um, in any of my classes, but I was doing poorly now in law school. And so that was really hard because it it's like you're at a new place. This is supposed to be the career you've been dreaming of since you were five. And and now it's looking like you can't do it. Like it's it's, it's not looking good. Right. And so um the end of my first year is when I kind of realized what was happening and I um I thought I was able to leave. And my um, GPA that semester wasn't matching the minimum requirements and so I was effectively removed from law school Mm. not once y'all twice yes so the second the next semester I had I had left the relationship
3: Mm -hmm. I
2: was on this journey to healing but I was still in a very very almost a worse place to be honest it it was one thing to be living in the ignorance of it like not really naming what was going on and then to fully facing what it was and um just the different things that come with abusive relationships after the fact as well and so um i was working hard and i got my gpa up but it was 0.01 uh, away from the beginning of- they don't
0: they don't, cur- they don't curve in law school it talking is- about curve. I mean, point zero one. It's like, come on, no, you
2: know, you no know
0: curve that. Ain't no curve in that.
2: Well, so, okay. So when I saw it, I was like, point zero one, shitting me. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Y'all not about to kick me out of a point zero. That's not even one. It ain't even point <laughs> one. You
0: know what I'm saying? Like what?
2: So, but no, I got that letter, and they said they. And it's funny because if you look closely, I have the letters. Um, I have them displayed right there, actually. Wow. I do it for motivation, but um. Yeah, send me a letter and say, you're out of here. And I appealed it, um, this is my second appeal. And I won, I won the first time and I won the second time. And I had to write a like a 10 page statement. I had to present before a board, a panel of people that I don't even know that I've never met because we're on Zoom. All right. these old white, white people that I don't know and I'm sharing the most intimate parts of my life that I haven't shared with anyone.
0: That's crazy,
2: but it. But I put my foot in it. I sure did. I was not playing. Y'all was not kicking me out, <laughs>
3: and
2: <laughs> it, and it's it, it's amazing. So I'm back. I'm here. I've been doing really well. Um, and it. My professor said like we never doubt you and your ability. well, you just didn't seem like you were there, and okay. I wasn't. Um, and so to now be in my final year, to now be practicing, doing well, living good, feeling better. Um. And it's like there's so much riding on this. That's why I take it so seriously. That's why it was important to, to get into that mama mentality because yeah. I gotta, I gotta see it through. And um I will tell y'all like when I in May, May 17th, I am going to be sobbing. I'm gonna be sobbing until yeah. the next week because this making it through is really just gonna feel like like, oh, I did that. So
0: absolutely. And she got my eyes up here watering right now because that's, that's that's a testimony for real. Like for all our listeners right now, our live listeners, like, I mean, listen, we all go through stuff. And I mean, Asia, she went through one of the I mean, to me, one of the worst things you could possibly go through. And, and she she kept going. You know, it wasn't easy by no means. But to see where you are today, man, that that, that is a hey, that's powerful. That's proud. I just want to tell shout out to you. If I have some flowers, I, I would give you your flowers right now because that's that's big, Bolo. Especially if are just coming, coming out here speaking your truth too. You yes. know
1: what I'm saying? Like I think too, everybody, you know, always look at the end product or the end result. Or when you look at our generation, it's like the microwave generation where we want it fast, or we look at social media and we see people in that light already, but we don't see the grind. We don't see the hustle. We don't see the hard times. We don't see the dark days. You know, we just see when the sun is shining, but everybody don't see when it's raining. Are you in that are you in that dark corner by yourself so uh definitely appreciate you for sharing that yes. um especially uh you know kind of talking talking through the domestic situation i know there's a lot of people in the world who is currently going through situations like that and you know for one reason or another are afraid to you know, step outside their comfort zone and and say something or, you know, walk away. So definitely, I hope that, you know, somebody's listening to that message and and is able to, you know, remove themselves and and see that glory because you're going right now. So um, I just want people to, you know, be able to, you know, get that same, get that same look as well. So thank you for that. (sighs)
3: 100%.
0: So now let's switch gears a little bit um, and moving over to another, I guess, I would say role or or I wouldn't call it a job I don't know the job I guess I'll call that is uh your your fitness journey right I mean very impressive fitness journey I think you posted a picture like today I think to your story from um was it a few years ago or a few months I'm not even sure, but it was a before and after picture, and the results were were amazing I know you started your own fitness i g page let's let's kind of just talk about your journey and when you started and just kind of um yeah h- how you got going
2: so I started um 2019 till COVID when COVID hit yep. and quarantine hit I don't know about y'all but I was like well shit we ain't going nowhere what am <laughs> I go- like what what am I what am yeah. I dying for what am I working out like so I was eating
0: and I-, I blew up I ain't gonna lie I I, I not never- know
2: when we were gonna be able to see humanity again we, we were oh my gosh it was bad like no pedicures, no haircuts, no nothing.
0: Just Ooh, just bad. Really. Hey, hold on. Hey, you said no pet the first thing you said was no pedicures.
2: <laughs> I mean no professional ones. I hope people still take care of their feet. Right,
3: like- right, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like,
2: it um so yes, I I and I love food. I love good food. I love all food. So Me too. Um, I I gained like 20 pounds in quarantine and um the person I was dating at the time was a trainer and um so I was like well I mean I could use all this time to eat or I could use this time to jump start like my fitness journey so that when we do come out whenever we come out you know maybe I can be fine <laughs> <laughs> so um I started then and that was the pit- the first picture I posted um back in 2019 uh and then ever since like I just I've just kind of been keeping it going I'm to be honest um the person that I was dating at the time being a trainer like was a big part of it and I felt like this was a way that I can um I don't know how to explain it but it felt like a way to like connect and level and um, even just from like the the DV perspective the domestic violence perspective we were talking about like a lot of times in situations like that you um you know there's an issue you don't necessarily want to address the issue so you try to fix all the little things around it mm. like where, where, where can I fix and so I'm like well maybe if I try and maybe if I try and maybe mm. if I you know, start working out then you know he'll be proud of me or whatever the case may be right, right,
3: right, right. Um,
2: and so that's how it started and it started as like uh for his um Praise type of thing, right? And then when the relationship ended, and I was in like a really bad place, um, it it took me a while to like leave the house. But then once I did, um, that was kind of like my only real contact, like with just going outside was going to the gym. Like I would just be in the house, being sad, or I can go in the gym and be a little right. less gotcha. <laughs> sad. And so. Um, I just kind of did that in in this, a weird way. It was uh, really helpful with coping. Um, I don't know how to say this without it sounding a little dark, but basically it's like, I feel like a lot of people experience things that are out of their control, you know, like things happen to you. Things happen that you didn't want to happen that have really hurt you and you're in pain because of it. And the gym kind of felt like you you feel a pain in a way, you feel a burn, you know, but you control that burn. You control the reps you do.
3: You control right. the steps.
2: You control how long you hold out and how long you let this hurt. And in a way, it kind of just felt like the one thing that I can control. Um, you know, I may not control, you know, what's happening to me, what's going on, school or anything else, but I know if I go to the gym and I do what I need to do, I'm gonna get what I want. And that was just a level of control clearly I'm a control freak but it was a level of control that I really began to enjoy is it got to the point where like I could order clothes and I didn't need to try them on until the day of the event because I knew how they were going to fit like Mm -hmm. that level of control like just made me feel really good so
3: gotcha. I,
2: I kept with it and uh, then I started to see progress and I'm like looking at gains and I'm like oh my gosh girl is this you? Uh-huh.
0: Oh my goodness. In the mirror like okay hey, Asia yeah. talk to herself <laughs> <laughs> you go girl <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right.
2: you know I'm trying so I, um, and it's like once you see the gains and like you see the potential I, oh my God, I can't stop I can't stop I can't yeah. stop so I just it started off like you know going out of spite and now I've just been going ever since yeah. and um I, yeah and it's become a, a lifestyle it's become something that I really like I love that it makes me feel better physically mentally it helps me decompress from days of reading cases and stuff um and it also allows me to connect with people there are like uh, so many women that follow the fitness page and Mm -hmm. just being able to talk to them from a positive space. I I just love that. Like girls will comment under my picture and be like, oh my God, I just want to be built like you. Or, oh my God, I just want to look like you. And I, always 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 use it as an opportunity to respond and say you are beautiful as is you are amazing just the way you are I definitely support whatever health and fitness journey you want to do but don't ever discredit you know where you currently are with yourself no. um, and so I, I just feel like that's important I also I get a lot of messages saying like it's so inspirational like to to see a similar body type that is being celebrated
3: yeah
2: and I mean, just to be quite frankly, like I'm, I'm not a busty girl. Like, you know, I'm fairly flat chested, but I'm curvy. And there are a lot of girls built like that. There are a lot of girls built like that that feel like I got to go get my boobs done. I got to go and get this done because that's what the girls are doing. And mm-hmm. all these elite men are liking the girls. So that's what I need to do. And I just don't really buy into it. I feel like, you know, if God wanted me to- be busty and have big old knockers, he would have did it and he didn't. Right. So clearly, this is how I'm supposed It to was be. a
0: part of his plan, Asia, and that's okay.
2: Yeah, I okay. The steps were ordered. They didn't they're not hearing you. The steps are already ordered. The steps what? are already
0: ordered listen, y'all. I've been chubby since the third grade. <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> used to get to me. When I was a younger, when I got old, I started embracing it, but I said, you know oh, what? Man. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I am hey, a handsome young man. I'm gonna embrace the extra weight. I'm warm at night. I keep my wife warm at night. Come so nothing wrong with night. that, man. And it's time. God planned this, Bolo.
1: Hey, that's why they got your you got your own season, bro. Cuddle season.
0: Hey, it's my time,
1: baby. (laughs) time to shine, bro. But we always say though, you know. Obviously, every time we do in the show, we say the best you is the best you, and um, that's really important because I think nowadays with like the BBLs and like the body, uh, you know, I know people who just kind of the image and seeing what someone looks like and wanting to be that way and looking at the likes and kind of that perception of what people are and what a woman should look like you know even men too uh it it plays a a big factor in people's lives and how they view themselves so you know just hearing you say that is definitely refreshing um to just kind of hear you like hey like my body is my body like even if a girl want a body like mine like just don't discredit what you already got and what you work for because there's somebody out there that that loves that body um and and you should love your body too so that the best shoe is always the best you i always say so that's another gem so i'm glad you i'm Bro, she she
0: out here giving giving the game to every, about everybody. Y'all. I'm about to I'm about pa- to pass her the mic. The the porch is ages now. Hey, hey we oh, the my- guests. <laughs>
1: I'm, just, I'm just trying to tell y'all, man. We didn't we didn't got we didn't got hit with about four four, five, six different different crazy crazy gems, man. That that's just you it's know real. we could yeah like right now the world we live in right now it's a lot of chaos and the ability to yourself to be, to be able to you know push through adversity like all that stuff that you're saying right now is <clears throat> definitely needed in no time if that makes sense so for sure, for sure. now but i got another question though Uh-oh. so just just being in that point of like you know working out being in the gym you know Give the porch some insight to the diet, though. Is it is it strictly diet, or are you like overcompensating in the gym? Because I'm that type of guy. I'm like, all right, now if I just put a couple couple more minutes in the gym, maybe I can eat a couple more chicken wings. Is that? Can we there do you that? Go. Like, what's 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 the thought process behind that?
0: Hold on, real quick, before you jump in. That's bro. I work out so I can't eat what I want. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm backwards. Yes. Like I'm like, ooh, I had a good workout this morning. Good lift for an hour. I might eat this buffalo chicken sandwich in, in, in these truffles. <laughs> it's crazy. And hold on, in sheep she, th- Boulder, I don't know if you've seen it. She throws down in the kitchen. We're gonna talk about that here in a minute. She can cook, so I know like she got to be eating good. But your stomach's so flat, I don't understand. Like, give us the keys. What are you doing? You need, it. You need it.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna be uh, very honest and transparent Please. with y'all, like everybody else does. Um. I don't really post my food or like my diet because I don't really diet. I don't believe in dieting, to be honest. And I don't believe in weighing myself. I don't believe in weighing myself either. Mm, Okay. Um, Because I feel like my body is going to tell me exactly what I need and what I need to do. I think we all need to be a little more intentional about listening to ourselves. Your body is going to tell you. Your spirit is going to tell you. So it's like just being in touch with your body's needs. I feel like it's really important. And my body will tell me what I need on certain days. So if I know I'm lifting heavy, I know that it's going to be very protein focused. I know that I'm going to be eating some form of chicken, turkey, or salmon. Um, I'm going to have some type of eggs. They're going to be yogurt, like, or not like just knowing what the different groups are and what they do. I just feel like is, is all you really need to know. There doesn't need to be a set diet plan, unless you have certain conditions or things going on, um, but this is just what works for me. Right. so, just making sure that I keep my protein intake up. Um, I do eat clean on certain weeks where I'll really focus on um like hydration. You know, I'll do like juices. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I know I have a photo shoot coming up, I'll probably not do fried foods or nothing super heavy. It's just planning, honestly. It's just planning for your body's needs for that day. Um so I don't really diet. I love pasta. I love food. I love all kinds of things. Um and I do agree, you know, I work out a lot so I I feel like I deserve to be eating good. You know what I mean? You
3: put I the work in. Hey, hey, I'm I'm gonna be real
1: real with y'all, man. I can't I can't be that guy in there trying to give me give me some pizza or whatever I want to eat. And I'm in here with a with a book logging my macros and oh, You do that? I, I can't be doing all that. See, I, I know people who do all that stuff like I'm not counting calories like you know what I'm
0: saying? I ain't. I'm, I'm eating. I mean, like, let me get a shake too. You no, know yeah. like but I had. On, I got an oil shake last night. Ooh, it, come dude. on, now fire. But my point is real. I'm glad you said that, but Like when I eat food, it's like I, I enjoy it. Like it, it's it's my time oh, to yeah. just like. It's almost part of me just like recentering, Like I had a busy day. Like I'm about to eat. Like you after we get done with this hot. podcast, I'm gonna eat. I'm <laughs> gonna go somewhere and meet up with my guy. Might yeah. eat some. I might eat some mango habanero wings. I already know know my order. Come on, some fries, and they got this rose, this frosted rose wine slushy, and I'm not, that's my not gonna be my order, and I'm really gonna enjoy it. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ashamed of it. Like we got you live one life, and listen, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not trying to preach bad health. I'm not saying that, but like you just said, do what's best for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know your body. You know yeah.
3: your body.
2: And just your goals and what you're trying to do. Some people aren't trying to be here for a long time. Some people are really trying to enjoy the time they are here. It just depends. True. But yeah. in terms of like my my body, yeah, um, I don't waste train. I don't do any ridiculous activities in the gym. I most of what I do is on turf. Like I don't really do many machines mm. or things like that. So um, it's it's honestly genetics.
0: I'm about um, to say you just blessed, huh? it's Dang.
2: genetics. Well, I will say just proportion is yeah.
0: genetic.
3: Yeah.
2: So, like I mean, you see like clearly in that that first picture from 2019 I got big. The negative thing stopping <laughs> all that. All right, but right. um I have always been much smaller up top than I am um bottom half. So, I I even have like over like where my ribs are, it's just not very much like fat. There's just not very much like meat there. So, if I stretch or do something a certain way like you can see my ribs and sometimes people are like oh my god like did you get surgery do you waist training excessively and I'm like this is just how it is and I think
3: <laughs> that's just it, the way it is <laughs> it is
2: I do work really really hard do not get me wrong yeah. I do full body hit every gym day I do legs every gym day I um I, yeah I work out really hard but um I think that there's a lack of transparency in the health and fitness community, I think that there are a lot of women who are either naturally built like me or cosmetically altered that push these waist trainers and these flat tummy tees. And it's just so it's unhealthy. It's sad. Like, so I just try to be very intentional about the message I put forward with my fitness journey.
1: So Facts. And, and I think too, and I'm not obviously women don't kill me. Okay. I'm just, I'm just giving y'all my thought, you know, it just goes back to like, everything, everybody wants everything quick. Like you think about like the the flat tummy tees and the waist trainers, everything is like, and you wear this for two weeks, you know, for 13 hours a day, like you going to be looking like, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> or something, like just all in the skinny in the in torso right, right, right. and, everything just all just proportioned and everything like it's i don't know man i just think certain certain stuff man ain't meant to be squeezing you like that and squeezing your organs together like that man I, like you said a lot of stuff it it looks good from from the outside but man it probably ain't the best for you at the end of the day so
0: yeah, for sure for sure now uh before we go to our final segment AJ, like i said i have been following your page for a while I be seeing people in your comments, they be going crazy. You you often do things with your story where you you know you say, Ask me anything, and people ask you questions. And one question that i always see come up is, Are you single? Oh,
2: okay. I
0: thought you was gonna ask something else. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What, what you what you thought I was about to ask? You can't say that. You can't say that Andy. <laughs> you you're the interviewer, you ask, um, what you ask? You ask, am I Are you sex? single? What?
2: Yes, I'm single, y'all. I'm single. I'm always single. Like I, I feel like it shouldn't be, it's so strange to me when it's a question being asked. Cause I'm just like, y'all should just always consider me single because I always am. Like, no.
0: No, let, let me follow that up though. <laughs> we, just, we just broke down your life, right? You are a career-driven woman, smart, independent, got her own money. She's physically attractive, you in shape, can throw it out in the kitchen, boom, 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 boom. What's going on in the DMV? What are the fellas out there? What what, what are they missing? Like, what? Because they, they must be, they're not bringing something to the table, obviously, because there's no way. I don't want to talk to me. Educate the
3: porch.
2: You don't get me started. So you follow me on Instagram. You don't follow me on Twitter. I'm, I think I'm,
3: I do follow you on Twitter.
2: You must know. <laughs> so um, I don't think it's the DMV specific. I think it's just men. And you could, could, mind you, you know, if you had a male guest, he'd probably say women. I'm not, (laughs) because I feel like whenever whenever I say something about men, it's always like, but women, that's like, well, I'm not fucking talking about women. Right, we're talking about us right now. And you talk about it, but this is what I'm talking about right now. So I feel like the dating pool is just. It's got a little piss in it. It's, a, it's
3: not a pool I want to be. In. Got
4: a piss in it. Pissy pool.
2: <laughs> I'm good. Um, I just don't think that people tend to move with pure intentions very mm. often. Um, and sometimes even if people do have really good intentions, it's hard to find a person that is able to step outside of themselves and see things a bit more broadly. Like I always like seeing the forest beyond the trees. Mm. Um. I notice a lot of like issues and things that happen in relationships or just conflict is just a lack of understanding. And you know when there is a lack of understanding or a lack of a desire to understand, then people are just acting on emotion. And I think i've I've just really had my fair share of of um, people acting on emotion. And so I am very clear with myself about what I want from for me. Um, and also the person that I want to be in a relationship and so I just don't think I've found um, any type of connection that fits what I'm looking for
0: can you break can you break that down to the porch because people gonna be listening they listening (laughs) loud they want to know
2: okay um... (laughs) she said okay It's just crazy because this is like a very big question that I get and I I don't ever really answer it because I'm, I'm big on people being themselves. Like you need to be you as fully as you can. You don't want them faking
0: this just to try to get their foot in the door.
2: Yeah, how, how would someone approach you? How, what's the best way? Or or yeah. what kind of man are you looking for? It's like, you just want the answers. You want
0: the answers. But you know what, though, Edgy? You know, even if someone's being fake, they might get you, like, the first, the first time you meet them. But at some point, the real no, gonna it's... come out, though. You know that.
3: No, I
2: Look, I work 12-hour days. So I don't got time to be waiting. So, <laughs> so for me, I've realized the biggest thing that I want from a partner, I want someone that's kind. Um... I think we underestimate how important how important kindness is in a relationship a lot a lot of issues a lot of these debates a lot of these things wouldn't even be questions if people just acted in kind if everyone acted in kindness um so if someone is kind um god-fearing um Oh, he really planned having me plan out my husband. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> let's
0: do it. Let's, hey, let's do it right now on the porch, man. We gonna help you out. What, what else? she needs. She said, kind, God fearing, funny. You want to be funny, make you laugh a little bit after a stressful long day.
2: Those are wants. We're focused on needs right now.
0: Needs, okay. Yeah. Needs, yeah. needs, Mine
2: needs. Is honesty, um, faith,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, ambition. You don't. I, people ask me a lot. Duh the type of man that I date I find that so crazy like there isn't a certain job that you need to have to be my man you just need to be you need to want to be exceptional at whatever you do
3: Mm, so
2: whether you are a bookkeeper or you clean up the cemetery grounds or whatever the case may be you need to be waking up every day being the best damn whatever that is yeah yeah (sighs) He would also need to be, um, I feel like I'm pretty thoughtful. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of myself and I try to be very aware of other people as well. And so I try to be very considerate. Um, and I would like that mirrored, um, Help Me out, am I, am I missing any big I'm um, trying to oh, think, okay, Bolo. Okay. Let's add that. Let's add that because she's and we, we, it sounds like a given, but nowadays it's not. So it's, you gotta add that
0: so, so common sense ain't common no more, y'all. So, <laughs> and
1: I think, and I think too, I, I was we talking about this on the last on our last podcast. Um, I just think dating right now is hard, like just for, just for everybody in general because. You know, like you said, it's just go like I keep saying it, man, goes back to that microwave generation, like where people want things fast, like we people think like connections are supposed to just be meant to just be there right off the bat. But it's something that's built. Relationships are built and created. There's a foundation that needs to be set, you know, and built upon to create that, um, you know, Forever thing, right? If it's something long term, or even just dating, you know what I'm saying. Um, but you know, n- now, now we 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 in the weeds now. So you know, I gotta throw out a couple gems. You know what I'm saying. So I'm a married man. You know what I mean. So uh, the biggest thing that I've learned, though, um, like even I'm, I'm trying to throw game to to my homeboys out there, it's like it's about anticipating your woman's needs.
3: Ooh. Like, that's
1: the biggest. That's the biggest thing that I've learned when being in a relationship is like anticipating. Like, so if it's like you know that she's like, if I'm thinking like, okay, I know she's going to have a long day. I know you're working a 12-hour day. So let me go ahead and clean the house. Let me go ahead and have your food ready. Let me go ahead and make sure I'm making your life easy. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, if there's a certain situation where I know it, it got you angry, well, then let me make sure that I just hold off on what whatever my story is for today to make sure that you get whatever you need to get off your chest, right? So just being able to anticipate needs, I think goes a long way in relationships. And it's kind of like a, a, a melting pot where it's like, it, you can be thoughtful. You can be kind. You can be sweet. You can be loving. You can be do do all that stuff uh, when you're anticipating your partner's needs. So, y'all, you know what? That's enough, game. We're going to get y'all from right now because I'm going to start doing nine ninety nine. You know what I mean? Bolo's you about to start this.
0: charging Bolo for the game?
1: i trying to tell y'all that, y'all. And I ain't going to sugarcoat because my wife going to listen to this and be like, mm-hmm, like I ain't the best at it, y'all. And you I know she's going to call you
0: out, Bolo. She's
1: going to call me out. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect at it, but I just know – where there are certain situations where I know I need to be there in that moment where she's not going to tell me, but I just know that we kind of got that mental note together that, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna be there at that time. Or I'm gonna say this at this specific time or have this ready at this specific time. And I know she's going to very much so appreciate this. So
0: that's real. I think it really comes down to making your partner a priority. You know what I'm saying? Like in a nutshell, like, like just always think, like every, everything I do, I feel like every day, I'm always thinking about like, all right, like, like every decision I make is like, what like how could this benefit wifey or or what would she make think or how you know what I'm saying? Like literally every, like almost every decision is like I thought like you have to at least consider, you know what, what I'm saying? There's
1: a to bring her ass back a Reese's, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's everything gotta don't be coming in the house without just even if she didn't ask for nothing, you better get her ass a, a some some small a small fry. I went to Starbucks
0: the other day and got me a fried, Chroma, a frappe and I and, and I got her. I know my girl loved the chocolate chip cookies at Starbucks specifically. Got her a cookie, bro. Cool go. points for me. It was a good night. <laughs> so, Asia, that's all. That's all you need.
1: That's all you need. I know it's tough right now, but you just need that. That. That thoughtful, that kind, that loving, and obviously God first, guy. guy. You know they what I mean? it's it gone. It's it, gonna come. And I, he's, it's, out
0: there, AJ, he's out there.
2: He's out there. God need. He need to. He need to send a new batch. I don't know what's going on. I don't. <laughs> the ones here aren't doing that. They're not doing that. So I.
0: God probably wants you to finish school first. He like, no what, Asia, focus. I you focus okay,
3: on you. I've been That's. trying
2: to tell myself that, like, just wait, girl, it's coming. He he just his timing, his timing is 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 what's what's paramount. Um, but I'm at a place now, like at first it it has really bothered me being mm. single. I actually haven't been single until this breakup. Like since I was in high school, um, when I first started dating, like yeah. I've just been in long-term relationships. Mm. So this is my first time um, being single as an adult, and it's been very interesting. That's why I was like, the dating pool is just... It's
3: weird.
2: It, it it's very strange. It's very strange. Um, and so I, um, I'm enjoying at least discovering myself and what I like
0: yeah.
2: um, and who I am. And um...
0: you've you, you've obviously grown a lot. I mean, based upon your story and over this time, you've grown a lot individually. So I said, God working mysterious ways, Agent. Like He mm-hmm. might have like this. He don't make mistakes, Bolo. You probably had to be single to get to the certain point that He needs you to be personally. And then when you get to that point, boom, Pow! out, the man gonna pop up. You know
1: what I mean? And he, and you've done so much in this tight window. It's still a small window here. And you've accomplished so much in such a short, short bit of time. So for now, hey, we just gonna we gonna chop it up to you grinding and having that. Oh yes, it's ladies'
3: night,
4: and I feel, <laughs> feel
0: all right. Feel <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong right. with that. And she be turning up too, man. She be turning. I think that's a perfect segue to our final segment. Oh yeah, uh, this What's is more on? of our fun. Just you know what I mean, loose questions. We are gonna have a little bit of fun. Uh, Bolo, uh, let's start off real easy. Uh with the first question, you you want to take the first one? I'll let you take it. I'll let you take I'll, it. I'm going to take the first one. All right. Real just real simple this ain't I, I see you got the nervous look.
2: Y'all are stressing me already my chest. This okay. is a
0: real easy. This ain't nothing. Listen. Best restaurant to eat at in the DMV area. I'm starting off real light right now.
2: Not even easy. Um Your favorite
0: spot to eat just anywhere in the I know DMV I is big, but
2: I like to eat so there's not a favorite spot. There's a series of spots. But I will say A very very enjoyable place is la vie dc um okay i've heard of that it is it's it's amazing it's amazing um what's your order i go for i've only ever been for brunch and i look at the dinner stuff and like it looks so good but brunch is so good i don't want to not go for brunch right so so, i mean i I follow the owner and he, he, it's cool. It's like legit. It the, the art in the background is is gorgeous. It's on like DC waterfront. The food is impeccable. I'm just a fan of things that are done extremely well. I love it. <laughs> this is a restaurant from decor to view to everything. Um, It's just done well, like rappers, um, athletes and stuff. Like they have their release things at, at this um, penthouse place there. So it's
1: amazing. It's amazing. Does uh does the DMV is that like a brunch is like is that like brunch heavy like I know like Houston yeah. like it's like the brunch capital Do y'all be don't going do crazy that.
2: Don't do it Take it back Take it back right now Take
0: oh oh uh oh You don't rock with Houston
2: I'm not gonna speak on things that I don't know about but I do know about DC and I know that we do brunch Brunch is a Olympic sport out here It's it's a it, it's it's a marathon It really is all day and until you have partaken in the marathon
1: uh-oh. you cannot. You cannot. Man, we, might
0: have some, we, might some Houston, we might have some Houston followers uh, listening to uh, tune in right now, boy. They're going to be salty. It's
1: a, it's a spot called Camp. It's a spot called, I think, Seaside, I believe. Um, And we was in there all day. I mean, we got in there like, I want to say maybe one or noon. We left at like, probably like eight or nine, though, for That's real.
2: Boring. That's boring because you were in one place. DC, DC is very boring.
1: Y'all, y'all brunch hop.
2: Let me tell you. Let me tell you how I do brunch.
1: Break
0: it down.
2: Not one time, because we're in D.C., so it's like location is, is just to okay. everywhere, and so you start, I like a, a good afternoon brunch, so like a one, one, two, That's, it's a good time for me, so you get up, you go, you eat, you drink, you're drunk at this point, <laughs> after that, it's maybe three, four, five o'clock, now we're going to, like, okay, U Street. Like, U Street is, like, the big... I don't know if y'all are familiar, if y'all have been... I'm not.
0: Um, I'm, sorry, oh, I'm, I'm I'm tuning in. I, I so, have not turned them in D.C. yet. I've heard nothing Street, but great things.
2: U Street is just, like, our strip of clubs, bars, things. Um, just, like, nightlife. It's nightlife in D.C. Um... And so it's like you leave brunch, but then you're out and you are going to whatever bar, whatever's next. There's a lot of like black owned places, like historically black owned, just a lot of culture in the city. Um, I don't know if you all are familiar with go-go music.
0: I was going to ask, I'm so glad you, man, God is yeah, good. Exactly. I was going to ask you, is the go-go still a thing right now? Because I, I just got put on game by one of my, my girls, homegirls is from, uh, from Mer- I think from D.C., and like I, that's when I learned about go-go dancing and the style. Like, is that still big out there? Um,
2: so I feel, and I can't speak too. Much. I'm not like you know the DC mascot, right? 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 So I right. Think too much, but <laughs> um, I will say it's definitely slowed down a little bit from what I've seen, especially with like this newer generation. Everybody's doing the hips on TikTok and stuff, mm-hmm. and like, so the culture. I don't want I don't want to say that the culture is dying. I don't think that at all but um like we even have like Mochella I don't know if y'all have it's like a a festival in a summer where um it's just a a go-go parade and it's Mm. like you have all the bands and you have like this it's just rich in culture and just and just rich in in um just black people and so it's like you could be leaving brunch out on U Street and it's it's a couple kids playing music, or you'll see them on the uh the the four-wheelers and the dirt bikes and stuff, or um then you'll go to another lounge at this point. It's only seven o'clock. Like you're still having a time. It got to a point Great. where we did all that and then we had a concert to go to. We went to see Lil Durk that night, and it was such a marathon. <laughs> oh yeah, it was such a marathon. <laughs> that like we were drinking water and taking Tylenol throughout the day because you need to keep it together like i be damned if one bitch in this group is not is not making it with us to the concert tonight so right, right. drink your water here's your ID and 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 take your Tylenol as needed
0: hey and i, and I already know you the leader making sure all the friends are staying in the order hey come, <laughs> hey no come here you we not throwing ID, up today ID's ready get your ID out
3: girl Cover single out. file line <laughs> So I would say
2: I'm, how I was raised and what we talked about, I'm a homebody because that's all I've ever known. So I didn't start, I didn't go to U street. I didn't go out to the clubs until, um, like the world opened back up when, like the, when clubs and stuff opened back up, that was my first time going back, like going. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was an experience. I'm not like the super party type of, um, friend. I do host and stuff because of business, but, um, yeah, it's a time. It's a time. It's a time that you won't get in Houston. So that's Ooh, all.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Hey,
1: D-Nell, we're gonna have to make a move out there, man. Me we're and you. Hey, the porch. Yeah, the porch, we're gonna have to hit hit a couple brunch spots in DC. Let's do it.
0: For sure. For sure, man. Damn. I love it. Well, let's let's go to the next one. Uh, okay. what's one thing about yourself that may surprise others? Interesting. You take your time to think about it yeah like these are we not. this is the porch age. i don't know in the other podcast you've been on other shows we get down to the nitty-gritty over here
2: something that people would be surprised to know about me is that what you said
0: yes it could be anything it could just it could be like a hobby uh, a weird hobby that you that people might think or whatever the case may be
2: it's hard because i feel like i'm fairly transparent mm. about, like my life and like what i do um I will say, don't quote me, but I will say, um, I enjoy my singing. I don't want to say I can sing. I feel like that's a very strong claim to make. I can sing. To me, that that yeah. okay. don't. <laughs> I'm just. I
0: mean, for you to say that, but she said it, Bolo. I mean, I don't know if that like. should like, mean, you sit back and, and oh, let, and let sure. her grab the mic. I mean, what does that I'm mean? It don't you. mean
2: that. Um, so I am just. It's something I've been doing since I was a kid. Like I was. Very into it, still very into it. I sing all the time, but I've just always been so afraid of singing around people. Like, if you aren't just in the car when the song comes on, you just will never know. And so, I think my best friend is the only person that's like heard me sing for real.
1: Uh, well, best friend, we're gonna have to go ahead and you're gonna have to have a phone on the side and just record <laughs> real quick so we can really get, the, get a
0: feel for uh, the vocals. Are you a drunk singer? Like you got, like you was lit right now. Like, would you have the courage to just start singing in front of everybody? I'm just curious for, for the next time we have you on, we might have like mandatory shots and drinks before the show.
3: Uh, I will say, um,
2: I actually don't drink. Um, got you know, you. Okay. I, drink, I never have been a real drinker. I would have mm. to in social settings. I don't know what it is about you, folks at the parties that feel like everybody got to be drinking because you drinking. Me being drunk does not change your drunk experience, I promise.
0: Right. So. <laughs> hey, it do it do be a lot of pressure by your free, like, oh, okay, I guess I get a drink.
2: It's uh, like <laughs> I, but but a couple months ago, I decided to to stop on my terms where it's like, um, like if I feel like having a sangria or a glass of wine once every now and then, sure. But right. outside of that, I don't drink. That's um we just maryland residents just voted to um legalize cannabis in the state. um yes.
0: And so, listen, I'm in LA so I mean it's been legal out here.
2: Must yeah. be nice. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I mean, yeah, I don't I don't drink, but who knows.
0: Got you. Got you. Enough, enough said. I understand. I understand. So <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Got you. So
3: okay, okay.
0: We got so- uh yeah, the next thing. Yeah. You want to take a ball low? You want me to get a talk to me. Talk to me.
1: All right, I got I got one. You get the last one. Okay, cool. Let's get it. <laughs> all right. What? All right, we kind of talked about it already just a little bit, but what are your biggest turnoffs and turn-ons when you're talking about men?
2: I have so many. Are you ready?
1: Dang, she came. With, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh,
2: oh, no And that's why I feel like I'm just not going to find my man, because what if God is like, Asia, you have too many requirements. I don't even make them like this.
0: See, you but really I, hold on I, for our listeners. She it, really it. got a notebook not right now, it. y'all. She <laughs> has the real notebook. Like right I'm no joke. She has an actual notebook, pen and pad. Oh
3: my god! Always have a
2: notebook. Don't worry about it. But um, okay, so biggest turn offs. Number one, these are just my personal pet peeves, y'all. Please, yeah. you know, it's, it's family, a porch But um, long finger, long fingernails on a man. I can't do. I cannot do. Um,
3: me personally.
0: Um, my piggy kind of long right now too. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> it's long right now. I'm gonna cut this mother off. Gotta keep
2: going. Uh, <laughs> as I say, personal preference. This <laughs> is um. What else do I not like? Um, men that like try to compete to be the bad bitch with me. I feel like it's very crazy. I feel like that's very
1: crazy. Give me, give us an example. Give us an example.
2: <sighs> there are a few. Just there, as a man. I just feel like there should not be a man sitting on a couch when there are women standing up. I feel like that's crazy.
3: Um, that's right. crazy. Yeah.
2: I understand, like you at the club and all, and I get it, but it's just like <laughs> very crazy. Um, another example, I think, like my freshman year of college. Oh my god, this was so long ago. Um, I, I think I was, I had just met somebody or was talking to somebody um very briefly didn't really know him too much my birthday came around and um he was like yeah you know something something let's go your treat Mm. (laughs) on my birth first of all on my birthday like it was there was just so much wrong with that and i'm just like are you for real i don't know i i feel as though Black men and just men in general should definitely value themselves to the fullest. You should always value yourself, for sure, for sure. But I feel like um a lot of men are being raised with that full value of self without valuing women.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: where it comes like this I'm the prize. I'm going to do this. I need it this way. I'm entitled. And I'm just like, oh, who is the princess here? What's going on? Like, I- it just it baffles me. Um, right, so right, that, right. that's stressful. What else do I not like? Um, people who are not like people who haven't cut ties with their past. I feel like
3: Ooh, they're okay.
2: they're the red flag.
3: Gotcha. Um,
2: some people will say like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm mature. You know, like we're cool. That I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't because it's like yet. Being cordial doesn't require like friendship, ongoing friendship. Fact,
3: fact, that's true. Um, yeah,
2: so it's like I, I don't see, like if if why is it such, why is it of such importance to have this person from your past remain a part of your present in your future? Right. Um, but some people feel differently. Some people are like, I'm best friends with my exes.
0: And- nah, that's real. But like, if I run into you at, at at the store, at the grocery store, yeah, we. Hey, how you doing? All right,
3: it's <laughs> that for me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like you ain't got to talk to him on a daily, right? <laughs>
3: hey, I would hey, tell y'all. I ain't,
0: gonna, I ain't gonna even cap to y'all, y'all.
1: I'm in a store. I'm a, I'm in <laughs> <my> <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> out two. I'm in my three. I'm fucking around.
2: Out. It's it's just unnecessary to me. I was um I went on a date once. I, all my dating stories are bad because, and that's why I don't date no more because it's crazy. But um he just every time we get in the car on the dashboard real big jasmine's calling would pop up and mind you this is date one date two so i'm not gonna say nothing crazy because you're not my mind. but at the same time that's very unplayer of you because why is your phone out on do not disturb
0: you said unplayer that's a real unplayer
2: and then she just kept calling like every time i was in the car which wasn't often she would call and i had i was like look this is crazy yeah i just I, I don't understand what's going on. He's like, no, it's just you know, yeah. What and I'm I had I, there was no real answer, there was no conclusion, so I just realized that there are a lot of people that just aren't very good with boundaries.
1: Mm. Okay, um, wait, wait. So just let me just preface this: this is this a, a DMV thing? Is this, this guy from the DMV?
2: Yes. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. DMV I'm, is like three states. Like that's not. I, I
1: feel you, but then I'm starting to get a little. <laughs> you
2: know I'm a, a
3: rhythm
1: here
3: to
2: be fair my social media i'm a social media influencer on instagram and twitter so the reach is is very like global and i do encounter a lot of different types of people and from just vastly different pa- right. places and it doesn't matter the age the profession who you think they are who they portray them it does not matter it's just like it's the same. And I hate that. And it's not even like I'm generalizing, but it'll be the same type of like, um, just not much substance, or has a wife, has a, has a, what kills me about the men today is like, you DM'd me with your profile picture as your newlywed photo. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: And then when I go to the page, Last month, y'all were at the Festival of Lights and you're saying how much you love her and all these things and it breaks my heart because it's a woman out here really in love with your ass and here you are embarrassing her. And then I'm offended even more that you thought I was going to go for a man with a wife. Like, what? It's, on, everything. it's It's all bad.
0: bad. It's all bad. So brothers. I
2: wouldn't say it's DMV specific at all.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, because I like the DMV. But I, I got to ask you one quick question. What's up with Wale? Y'all love Wale? Is he goaded out there? Because he was one of my favorite rappers. I just want to make sure that Wale get his flowers out there because I know he used to go hard for DMV.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, um, I went to Bowie State. He went to Bowie State. Like, not together, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's very much from here. We, I mean, I can't speak for the, the tri-state area. But...
0: You the, yo, you the voice. You the voice.
2: <laughs> um, I regard Wale as as a very talented and respected individual and musician,
1: Poetic so. oh, Jinx. All right, uh, what, All
2: What's right. my fave, my fave? Um,
0: Lotus Flower Bomb.
2: No, that's funny, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dearly, Beloved. Dearly Ooh. Beloved. That one gets you in the feels on the drive home. Yeah,
1: don't you, don't you? Be yeah. In that traffic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, man, man. Yeah, shout out to Wale. Shout out to Wale Okay okay we got one more Um one more just random question and we gonna end it with a scenario and we out Alright so last one right here Favorite physical feature About yourself and why
2: That's oh that's so Im- I mean that's awkward cause then it's like It draws very much attention to it like when I say it But um Favorite physical feature of myself Um I I like my lips I like how my lips are shaped I think I mean I don't know I haven't they're like my mom's but I haven't seen anybody else with like the same type of um divot um but yeah I know that people the most the thing that people say the most is like my smile which throws me like y'all have no idea how much it throws me because it's like I'll just be talking and someone will say something about my teeth and I'm just like I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see in my mouth when I'm like, you know, it's, right. it's not, like I'll be like, what are you? T- oh, okay. I guess. All right. Thanks. <laughs> do,
0: do, you, do you not like your smile? Do you, or you're just, it just catch you off guard?
2: It catch. I mean, it's a little bit of both. I like mm. it. I had braces, um, in high school for like mm-hmm. a couple of years and I, um, my teeth up until that point were like really messed up. And that's my why teeth. it throws me like all of the the favor that my smile gets now. And it's just like, my shit was fucked up. And nobody was saying nice things about my smile before that. <laughs> Not that you should have, but it, it's it's still weird
0: for me. It's kind of crazy when like your, your quote unquote weakness, so to speak, becomes your strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so yeah. All right, so we got a random scenario. And it's funny, man, I almost laughed because you brought up a real- like a real life story that you had. So I kind of already know your answer here, but I'm gonna read a scenario and then you just kind of tell us what you would do next. So imagine you're on you're on your second date with the guy, you know, you know it, the first date went well, it went great. The vibes were good, uh, you know, everything, the vibes were immaculate, everything was smooth. He could speak well, conversation, everything, boom. But you're on date number two and, you know, the night seems to go smooth again, right? But at the end of the night, when the bill comes out, Oh, he looks at you and says, hey, Asha, since I took care of our first date, could you take care of the bill this time? What would you do? I, I, need, a, I need a step-by-step explanation like what's about to happen in the scenario.
2: I need more information on the person I'm on the date with. What is um, what is his, his status of wealth at this point?
0: Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say... Let's say let, let's say he makes 150 a year. Let's say he made 150 a year. Okay. 150 a year. He definitely he definitely can take care of the dinner. It's not like he can't do it. Yeah. But he took care of your he took care of the meal your first day for so, so for whatever reason in his head, you don't know if it's a test, you don't know what it is, but for some reason he he's trying to, he wants, he wants you to take care of the second of the second uh, day.
2: Okay. So <clears throat> what I would do, and then why? <laughs> so I would um, I would pay the bill and I would pay the bill because I believe that I should always one, be able to pay for myself no matter where I go. And no matter who asked me, I'm going to first date. If you ask me, I'm going to expect that you pay, right. but I'm going to always be able to pay for myself. Um, but I would also pay for the both of us in this, in this scenario, because he did pay for the first one um I think it's important to kind of consider like that's why I asked about like how much she makes and stuff um just where people are and what they've got going on um if I'm on a date with a prime minister or I don't know somebody that's like supremely wealthy it'd be kind of strange I mean I'd probably <laughs> still pay it but I'd just be like
0: My, what you own like what's the <laughs> I,
2: yeah I would definitely be feeling some type of way afterwards because it's like why i don't know in this situation (laughs) you have it like but if if i was um but that'd be very different if i'm on a first date with somebody that i know um you know doesn't really have it right now i might be in hard times like i have no problem paying for myself regardless of if you ask me or not so it really depends on the context of it um i think i don't think that we should apply the same standards to every person Mm. so I feel like, especially when you get into these debates about bills and who's splitting rent and stuff like that, it's like, might I have a problem with splitting rent if I lived with a billionaire? Yeah, because why would you have me paying half the rent? It don't make, you know, but if I'm, if we're both struggling or you're struggling with something, then I have no problem with that. It just depends, but I'm not going to put billionaire type expectations on someone who clearly is not there.
0: Ooh, man. There you she just ended, hold on. We started the show with some gems, Bolo. And you looking up thinking about everything she just said. And we just ended the show with some gems. She's not putting billionaire expectations on thousandaires' pockets. Basically, what she just said, man. So wow. What an amazing uh way to end the show. And Bolo, I'm gonna be real. Like Asian, this is one of my favorite episodes just for multiple reasons. We like we learned a lot, you know what I'm saying? Just in general, like I feel like a student today. Uh, beginning of the show, really learning just about how the world operates, learning about your story. And then we end the show with a lot of fun, too. So um, we appreciate you for hopping onto the porch, taking time out your busy schedule. I saw you listen to some T.D. Jakes earlier today, and he was preaching about exhaustion. So I know I know, exhaustion, but you 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 pushed through, and you gave us some good energy. We appreciate that. Um, this is your time to kind of let everybody know where they can find you online. Where they can follow you or anything that you want to promote.
2: All right, so my Instagram and my Twitter handle are Asia Marie A I S H A A A Marie. Um, and yeah, I Instagram, Twitter. I think that that should be it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds
1: good. Sounds good. Well, Asia, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Caffeine listeners, for tuning in right now. If you're on Instagram. Please follow us at the Porch Podcast underscore. Okay. We will be having this video also on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you get your podcast from as well. So no excuse. So tell a friend to tell a friend to also tell a friend. And <laughs> last but not least, you know how we always end the show. Hey, just like Asia said, hey, you got your own set of spoons. All right. So just make sure the
4: best you is the best you, and we out. Peace. Peace. Started on the porch that was where I began. Had to put in work every day we got it in. all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. we achieving everything we needed. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless, I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'ma see it. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. What do we bleed? Came from the jungle, we humble but hungry and to defeat. People don't want us to leave. They love us and rush to the bus when we run in the streets. Thinking we stun in the sea We came from nothing to something Now up in the league Now we ain't coming in peace Hunting for blood and to crush everyone in the league We got a reason We put in work every day of the week Every month, every season So many schemes Had to go off of the team We gave it all and succeeded Came from the deep end woman up pops, cooking ramen At times that was all we was eating Now we be feasting Five star restaurants every week Whole teams with the cloth in the seams They looking hard when we step on the scene Call us out cash, we so fresh and so clean Hand about cash, please don't ask for a meeting Just hit the stoop out the stairs on the beat Nah, it ain't rude if you ask for the feet. Just play it cool when I tax you the feet. We need a pool in the back with a cord and a board that gon' jump off and splash for the heat Live for the day cause the past can't determine the future Or where you gon' actually be Keep staying present, our presence a blessing It's all that we have and we actually need I'm taking action with passion Detaching the ones who keep acting attached It's a leech I am no pastor but actually preaching Look up these letters and actually read all reason, That was where I began Had to put in work Every day we got it in Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we needed Now we undefeated, if we link, no, it's only business If we get to speaking, leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get
3: defeated